Um, hey there, everybody. This is the TNS podcast. This is a test episode. I am Brogan, and with me today is Wenders. And um, hello, everyone. I am Wenders, and today we are planning on discussing uh, Nito and Death in the Dark Souls universe. Yeah, but I mean, first off, let me say thank you for joining this. Um, it was a bold endeavor, and uh, most people did not want to uh, speak up. So um, I definitely appreciate the courage. And... Uh, thank you. <laughs> it's a it's a beneficial experience for me as well because it might be easy to recognize that uh, English is not my first language. So uh, apologies if I end up uh, uh, beginning or hesitating a lot or making stupid mix- mistakes like this, but uh, hopefully... The, you speak it... English better than I speak any other language, so um, don't feel too bad. <laughs> um, let me ask, though, um, how'd you get started in Souls, and what really made you like the lore? Uh, the, I started with Souls like uh, seven, year, um, seven years ago, when I was like uh, 12, uh, because I... I was just uh, curious in the in the first Dark Souls game, which uh, when I saw uh, uh, videos about it, so I bought it and uh, and I played Demon Souls and Dark Souls Two and Dark Souls Three and Bloodborne. Uh, at first, it was just the the mechanics and the the, f- the fight themselves and the overall uh, uh, replayability of uh, each of these games that hooked me up. And uh, later on, uh, Bloodborne, uh, especially, uh, I really got into the atmosphere and the themes, and I started to look into the law, and then and then I, uh, I uh, the rest followed. I I got into uh, Dark Souls lore as well because I played all three, and uh, and I ended up in this uh, in the the New Sunlight community as a result. Would you uh? This, this just came up on my head. Uh, would you say the things you liked about Bloodborne lore translate over to what you like about Dark Souls lore? Because I'm noticing the death theme here. And like the sort of darkness and the morbidity of it. Uh, in, I wouldn't say that because uh, what, uh, what uh, picked my eyes, my eyes on uh, Bloodborne lore was... The seems like uh, I don't know the eyes, the moon, the blood, just the overall imagery that, that the souls admittedly don't have. But the in the end, I still really uh, like the way of storytelling and uh, in Bloodborne, like in Dark Souls, because uh, I don't think I, I would have this much of uh, interest in the sequel if it wasn't for this uh, storytelling. Because it, it makes uh, the the discovering and uh, the the searching of uh, clues and uh, pieces of law that much in, more uh, engaging to me. I I get you, yeah, yeah, and I mean, I definitely think what was nice about Bloodborne lore uh, for you, I guess, it's very clear that you like the sort of number one, the imagery of it so much, and then the uh, the transition, like you. You know, I, I was thinking you were digging the, the beast stuff or the sort of dark, twisted stuff, but you like the transcendent um, evolution stuff to it with the great ones and all that. That's interesting. Um, but but I guess we're not here to talk about Bloodborne today. Um, do you want to go ahead and start talking about Nito? Uh, yeah, sure. And so uh, if I have to introduce Nito, I think 
it's fairly well known that it's Neto is kind of uh, out of the lords of Dark Souls, perhaps the quietest one, at least in uh, Dark Souls 1. Uh, so uh, to start off, uh, Neto is essentially referred to as the first of the dead in the Dark Souls 1 intro, uh, which I, and I assume that it was, uh, it died prior to getting the, the souls of lore that he got, his very own soul, because uh, so we know that souls are the uh, uh, essence of our life, according to the description of humanity, for instance. And uh, I think that uh, Nito, Nito got his soul after his, uh, after his death uh, and, and got defined as the first of the dead because he, he created, not created because that was broken up by the first flame as uh, explained by the Dark Souls 1 introduction. Uh, the concept of death was uh, introduced at this moment, but uh, he was the, the first to experience it. And uh, I, I'm referring to Nito as a singular, and I, which is the same, uh, and is also referred to as a singular person in, in the in the game, which is a which can be a bit peculiar when you consider that he, his his appearance consists of uh, several uh, skeletons uh, chained together. But uh, if you look, for instance, at uh, at his uh, at uh, his legs. And his uh, arms, you can see that uh, they stick out uh, because they are much uh, they are much more oversized than the other skeleton on his body. So I think when I refer to Nito as a singular, it's I'm talking about the this uh, one oversized anthropomorphic uh, being, which uh, possess the those arms and those legs if that makes sense yeah yeah i mean it does make sense and it's and it, it is weird because i think when you look at um the other death imagery um you know referred to by the discussions and the dialogue um and even just like the rotten for instance death is usually referred to in a collective sense like we are all dead we will all die we will all join death um but then nito is that singular person it's a singular entity and and what you said he looks like a bunch of skeletons but secretly he's like a just a really big skeleton wearing uh a bunch of other skeletons with him and that's that's peculiar imagery for that um let me ask um do you think so you said you think he got a soul prior to this and then based on the ds1 intro he was already nito already dead and then he found the lord soul uh, i don't know uh, i think i have the the uh the occasion to to develop on that when i tackle uh, dark souls 2 but uh, i think the soul of uh gets the the privilege to choose its vessel so uh, perhaps the Dark Souls 1 intro don't uh, support this and neither does the one the term that uh, each of the the lord found their own soul uh, within the first flame but uh, I think perhaps in the case of Nito uh, the souls 
the sorrow of Lord that he possesses might have come to to him. I think it's it's possible. Uh, I think there are enough. Uh, there are other hints that the, especially in Dark Souls two, that the soul gets to choose its vessel. I think that's really interesting, and I never thought about it like that. That is definitely more evident in later entries too, especially when you look at the old ones and uh, where they went. So if you think of it, in a, if you take a step back and consider like, what if it's not just DS2? What if it's DS1? Then yeah, I think that's totally on the table. Yeah. Um. Let me ask you then. Um. How do you how how do you reconcile or like how do you consider how he fights and how he approaches uh, attacking you as a player and how do you approach him during like the quote unquote dragon wars? Yeah, uh, first we know that uh, the the uh, the soul uh, the souls are the essence of life and in spite of his title, Nito is evidently uh, kind of alive because he moves, is attacking you, and he drops his souls when you defeat him. Uh, so once he finds is uh, is a lost soul, I think he, he can be regarded as alive even if his appearance and title don't suggest it. Uh, in terms of his uh, fighting style, I use uh, the grave old sword, which is a which is a said to spri- uh, to be imbued with death or something like this. I have the occasion to talk about a poison uh, toxic and how it is linked with death. Uh, later on, but one thing, uh, another thing interesting, a move that is uh, specific to him is his uh, uh, miasma. When uh, you see him in the intro cutscene, when he lifts his, his arms up, he does the same against the player, which is a, a kind of a spread a black fog, a miasma in the vicinity. Uh, I call it a, a miasma. This is the term that uh, Miyazaki himself uh, uses in an interview to uh, define his clock. Uh, Miasma of death, uh, or to quote the intro, of death and disease. And the, you can see him the, using the move during the intro cutscene uh, against the dragons. And, and when I talk about, when I'm talking about this, I'm foreshadowing a, a bit what will come, but uh, the dragons are said to be everlasting and the Nito's deal at, seems to be spreading death. I don't think he he, he takes a part of the war against the dragons to please Green or anyone else. But just for the sake of uh, uh, spreading death and put the everlasting dragon to rest, I think that will be the motivation behind his, uh, his partif- participation in the in the war i i agree i mean i think if you just consider the idea that he wants to bring death and closure to all it makes sense that he wants to end something quote unquote everlasting and it's sort of just like that's how you know the disease um which indicates weakness to the dragons you know what i mean like it just they, they run counter to each other and thus you know, a conflict is born necessarily. Uh, sorry, uh, the, you can even see or you can s- speculate that the under dragons the, you find one in the Valley of Drake and the uh, uh, painted world of Iamis, uh, they inflict toxic just like his sword. 
uh, you can uh, safely assume that uh, the toxic uh, could be regarded as a disease. And I think it is even referred to as such in some item description. And I think it is just uh, an example of, of, uh, of what Nito did during the war, even though the, the term undead dragons can be a bit mis misleading. But uh, I think that, uh, that the, the example we see are just uh, vi past victims of Nito that got uh, affected by the, by the disease, by his miasma of disease. Um, this is, this is going to be a total aside. Uh, you know what? We'll save it for Dark Souls 2. But let's, let's talk about his, uh, association with death as a sort of external concept, as a personification, right? So, so to, to the game itself, um, death is not only a concept, it is literally a person of some sort, right? Yeah, it is, uh, intended to be a person. So first I'm going to just uh, drop, uh, my fault on the, uh, the etymology behind the name of uh, Nito. Uh, I will uh, take uh, Jake's rune uh, doc document on uh, etymology, uh, in that uh, if he thinks that uh, uh, Nito could be derived from the Italian finite, which means uh, over or finished, and from some um, for a uh, uh, character that uh, brings death, uh, the end of life, essentially. I think it's kind of fitting. And uh, clearly, well, the, the association with, uh, between death and, uh, and Nito is obvious because uh, you know, of his title, but also uh, when you look at the descriptions of his soul that uh, say that most of its energy was given to death and uh, the eye and the description of the eyes of death, the principle of this covenant, of his covenant, uh, is to spread death and to in infect other worlds, to essentially as a manner of spreading death uh, more quickly than, say, invading uh, each uh, player and uh, killing them one by one. It's a more effective way to bring death, in, I think. And as you said, uh, death can be uh, regarded as a person or at least is personified uh, in the Dark Souls universe because uh, Agdain, uh, Fenito in Dark Souls 2, uh, referred to, to death as her when he said something like, uh, we will, uh, you have the chance to, to get uh, embrace, uh, to, to receive our embrace or something like along those lines, I don't remember exactly. But... Uh, it implies that uh, death can, is uh, personified and as a as a gender for herself. Oh, so there's a little relationship going on. Nido has a has a little waifu. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. Does, uh, there's a second coffin in Nido's arena, correct? Yeah, that's a, that's a, an assumption, a fair assumption. Is that it's symbolical because even if. Death is referred as a she, we never see her, never see death as a person, perhaps it's just a, a way of uh, of speaking rather than a, an actual, uh, referring to an actual person. Uh, but I think it's, it's very possible that uh, the coffin next to Nito's adds to the imagery of, uh, of his affiliation with death, especially if, uh, if it's a... Uh, 
a person. And actually, at theory, I kind of entertain. It's, it's mostly from an auction video on uh, and it was in love. It doesn't make any conclusion, but uh, observation of how uh, Nito could be uh, associated, uh, inspired by uh, uh, Pluto or Aleph, who, who um, kidnapped, uh, I think she, she called Persephone, uh, of the daughter of uh, of Iemis, who was uh, often seen with a size, and uh, brought her to the underworld, which could be the domain of the dead, which uh, which is like more or less equivalent to the would be equivalent to the tomb of the giants and the catacombs in Dark Souls One because it's uh, there are places that are, that are meant to allow the dead to rest and. Uh, one uh, character that feels the imagery of death nearly as well as Nito will be uh, Priscilla uh, because of the title of uh, antithesis of life, uh, life and abilities, and uh, the fact that she, much like the, the Grim Reaper, which is uh, generally uh, a personification for death in her life, she uses a size, uh, the life and size, to be accurate. Moreover, uh, the the, in cut content, it was revealed that Priscilla uh, uh, was supposed to be met somewhere, and uh, when you walk toward her, you will fall and uh, get to to fight uh, Nito at this moment. It was moved around, and uh, one uh, weakness of this uh, theory is that uh, uh, the Priscilla is much bigger, much taller than Nito, and wouldn't fit into the, the coffin next to his. Even though you could use uh, an excuse uh, like uh, should you just uh, grown up ever since. <laughs> I mean, uh, size, is, size is very difficult in the Dark Souls universe. I don't think... It's, it's tough. Let me ask you, it's not in our notes here, but it's sort of the other one I always hear. What do you think about the idea that Kaitha uh, retroactively was made uh the personification of death uh i think it's mostly based on that uh, one uh, uh drawing or a uh, picture on the on one of the worlds in uh, dark souls 2 when she she looks like a giant and uh and has a scholar face it's not even uh confirmed that it is kaifa to speak uh i think kaifa reasonably as a some uh, affiliation with them because she she said more them even so this is a this is kind of a difficult case because you're t you're told in uh, Dark Souls two in one of the the Tearstone ring that she mourns the undeserving dead and you're told in the in Dark Souls three uh, on the tears of denial description that. Uh, uh, tears without necessarily referring to Kaifa, but I think it's uh, an obvious reference that tears in general are uh, shed more for the living than for the dead, which is uh, may not uh, maybe not inconsistent, but kind of kind of curious if you ask me. Th that's interesting to talk about. Yeah, but also like in spite of death and in spite of all this, Nito's also a necromancer, right? Or is it at least tied heavily to necromancy? Yeah, because uh, you can uh, when you fight him, uh, as long as his, the skeletons in his arena aren't uh, 
don't receive the fa fatal blow from uh, a divine weapon, they will uh, uh, keep coming back, which will uh, indicate that uh, Nito is a necromancer, which is kind of peculiar to uh, to think about uh, when you think about uh, Nito's uh, devotion to death, because uh, if he's freed, uh, because uh, uh, keeping the people from dying or reanimating back from the dead. Uh, sounds like something that it would be blasphemous to his principles. Uh, the way I would reconsider that is when uh, thinking about how necromancy is used in uh, Dark Souls 2, when it's literally used to torture people, for instance, in the executioner's chariot. They, are, they keep getting reanimated and walked over by the chariot, and Perhaps you could think that the that the skeletons that serve Nito uh, are either a sinner or sinned and are uh, and their death have been postponed. This is also something you you see in the Undead Crypts with the insolent knight, the Lady Apostles, the Imperious Knight. I'll, I'll touch upon that, but uh, perhaps it it is some sort of punishment. Is it that, or it's simply a mean to defend, and even if you, it means uh, reanimating a body, who cares? It's uh... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's 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 also we I think the undead crypt is specifically weird because it seems to like be reserved for undead, and then you're wondering how exactly death works for undead. Agdane, this is this is beside the notes, but like Agdane also sort of like refers to it as if. He doesn't differentiate between dead and undead, and he assumes that you can find rest at some point. And that's really interesting to me. And I think it seems like the, the crypt is dedicated to peace. And that may be where the the guardians, even if they're enslaved, come from. On yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, I've, I have a, uh, I'm under the belief that uh, Nito... Uh, really doesn't approve, and his followers and his followers don't either approve the curse because uh, you're told in uh, Dark Souls 2 that the soul and the curse are one and the same by Shanalod, which is also uh, supported by the description of the bow of want and of the king's ring. Uh, and the souls are the essence of our lives, so basically, uh, life and the curse are equivalent. And uh, it is not uh, outlandish to think that uh, Nito, who worships death, uh, wouldn't approve of something that uh, uh, keeps people from dying permanently. <laughs> I can uh, develop now or uh, later on. Uh, as we... um, I mean, we'll, we'll be getting into the full-on DS2 discussion in a bit. But let's uh, finish this up. Like, let's talk about pinwheel real quick and some of the occult stuff to sort of round out the uh, the the DS one talk. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, um, pinwheel is a necromancer. It is said in Warzone of his mask, who who could have been a cleric or stole the right of kindling from a, from another cleric. I don't know. Uh, the reason I think that is because it is said that. Uh, the right of kindling was a, a stolen uh, was a 
was a passed down among clerics. It is the popular belief seems to be that uh, uh, Nito uh, uh, Pinwheel, who uh, apparently stalled the power of the grave lord Aka Nito, is uh, would imply that uh, Pinwheel stole the right of kindling from him. However, I don't think Nito has any reason to carry the right of kindling. He's never refined said to as a cleric, even though he has a, a miracles uh, associated with him. But uh, those miracles don't uh, don't uh, require any faith. And rather, I think uh, Nito and Pinwell. Uh, I think that Pinwell, uh, sorry, uh, could have. Uh, stole the power from Nito, and that uh, power will be uh, necromancy. Uh, I think uh, necromancy could uh, fall on, into the, uh, the category of exes. Uh, the reason why I think that is because uh, some uh, uh, is because uh, necromancy is used to uh, reanimate skeletons, but if those uh, skeletons are uh, receive the fatal blow from uh, a divine weapon, they will stop responding under the the influence of a necromancer in the in the catacombs. Uh, the reason why I think it is an X is because a divine weapons such as the great sword of Artorias and the grant, which is the weapon of uh, Paladin Leroy, uh, are said to be uh, effective against the agent of dark, and uh, and the necromancy will probably. Uh, fall into well a product of dark, but also uh, of the X category of uh, Dark Souls 2, which uh, tamper with life, such as uh, Dead Again, Scrap of Life, which uh, by the by, uh, also is seen as heretical. So uh, according to the description, so heretical would translate that it's offensive towards the gods, and therefore I think the the gods could have just. Uh, developed some means to fight against necromancy um this this brings me to uh, uh do, did you want to continue on or i was going to talk about say for instance the clerics trying to receive the right or perhaps even just like the general conflict between the gods and nito uh yeah i am not sure that nito and uh and uh, the gods are at all i developed that because i think uh uh the gods actu are actually trying to seek uh, the, perhaps the sympathy of uh, make Nito an ally. Uh, the reason why I think that is because uh, you're told that uh, the god feared uh, Priscilla's uh, life and ability, so, which would translate to her ability to spread death. Uh, I, I think that will be the reading. And Nito is known for well, spreading death. And it is also said uh, on the, the Dragon Eye description that uh, to be alive is to be vulnerable, and the gods are no exception. So the reason why uh, Paladin Leroy, which invade only if uh, the, the, the light world that covers uh, Nito and that uh, disappears uh, when you place the Lord Vessel is, uh, is off, and the fact that uh, 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 Leroy's corpse, which is by the way from the way of light, because uh, as you can uh, see from his uh, from the description of his armor, uh, is found in the in Nito's area arena. Uh, I think it it's because uh, the the god fear uh, Nito's power 
and ability to spread that. And uh, and this brings me to uh, the 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 occult. I think they when uh, it is said uh, the, under the description of the effigy shield that they uh, attempted to steal the 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 power from Nito. So perhaps either the same power referred to uh, uh, on. Uh, Pinwheel's on the uh, description of uh, Pinwheel's mask, la, la, which I uh, theorized to be a necromancy, or just uh, perhaps the ability to spread death, and which uh, the something that the, the gods fear, seemingly. So, so in your head, both the gods and the occult may be trying to court Nido or death in general as an ally sort of like if you can't beat it join it or have it join you yeah and if uh, if you get a fiver from from nito you can use it against against your enemies so in the case of Anormander, it will be of the god sorry it will be uh, uh useful against the the occultist and vice versa i think that will be the, the case and by the way since i uh we were talking about the occultist it is said that they attempted to uh, to steal the power from Nito, but it doesn't mean that they necessarily succeeded. It could be theorized that uh, Pinwheel was part of the uh, of the occult, <laughs> which Pinwheel is a bit of an odd case because he, he uses teleports and you can see, when, whenever it teleports, you can see a seal uh, display, which is the same seal uh, of uh, Guinevere's miracle of or, uh, 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 Gwendoline teleporting during his boss fight, which uh, will uh, indicate that uh, he could have been a cleric himself at some point, and uh, eventually uh, perhaps uh, joined uh, the, occult, uh, the occult or just uh, turn against the the, the other clerics and the gods, and why uh, Leroy uh, fight against uh, you, and why uh, uh, Petrus uh, says that uh, the cler clerics are given the mission to retrieve uh, uh, the writ of kindling. If that makes so sense. So, do you, do you think do you like do you do you subscribe to the way of white as the general cleric thing? Like, if 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 Pinwheel was a cleric, he would be part of the way of white, and that may be why he has the right of kindling. Or you know what I mean, or and that's why they would seek it, or something, or, or is this just mostly speculation? Uh, kind of a speculation. It's based on uh, him having the right and using the teleportation. But, uh, I think he could reasonably have been a cleric at some point, perhaps associated with the way of right, but uh, evidently since uh, uh, Leroy. And uh, Leroy uh, uh, helps the player to kill Pinwheel. It will translate that uh, that uh, they eventually eventually were at odds. Yeah, because the, I don't know, uh, Pinwheel keeps the writ of kindling for himself, or uh, just is part of the is now part of the occult. And uh, much like uh, Leroy tries to to defend uh, Nito's. Uh, from the chosen and dead, because as you can see, there are uh, clones which I think are, are referred to as the servants in the in the game, who defend, who keep the the place right before uh, Nito Arena. Yeah, 
Yeah, this makes sense. Um, did you did you want to talk about anything else in the catacombs here? Uh, just something. Uh, uh, nothing else is truly important. I mean, I could talk about uh, uh, perhaps the the reason why you think you find uh, uh, Black Knights will translate that uh, they were perhaps chasing uh, servants, uh, members of the occult plot, and uh, I don't have anything interesting to say about uh, Vamos. And uh, just something uh, a theory that I made, or perhaps some or someone else thought about it before me, is that the, the baby skeletons in uh, Nito in the same uh, area uh, as the pinwheels uh, servants. I think that it's possible that they could be uh, babies who drowned in the, in the New Orlando uh, after the, it was uh, submerged. Uh, because you can uh, see I mean the catacombs are the catacombs in New Londo are really close to each other. Uh that's uh spooky to think about, but um there's not many nice conclusions you can make about baby skeletons. Yeah. Uh, it's well I'm as you as I heard, as you heard already, I'm a fan of Bloodborne so I kinda don't mind about babies or You like homes. dead babies. You're you're a big fan. Maybe not ba- dead babies especially, but I don't mind. <laughs> if the, uh, the reason uh, is that uh, you can uh, see uh, a stairs for in New Londo, and I think it it was revealed in the, that uh, there were it was initi- initially planned to to lead straight to the tomb of giants. So I think the water you find the baby skeleton in could have been uh, the water from New Londo, who simply lingered through the tombs of giants. And the babies drop humanity, and perhaps they were once humans. I don't know. <laughs> Another link you can depict between the, uh, New, New Londo and the catacombs are the wisps, which is, are the exploding skulls. Because those can be uh, spawned from the mass of souls, enemies like the, the big blobs in New Londo, and you find them in the catacombs as well. So perhaps. They, are the, they come from the same uh, sources. I don't know. It's it's spooky to think about in any way. Um, but with that, like that's we pretty much covered everything. Nito doesn't have a lot in Dark Souls One. Um, like he's probably the most, other than Furt of Pygmy, the most underwritten um lord. Yeah, uh, Lord it, Soul. Is the quietest, I think, he, because he he just do his job and chill. <laughs> kind of but uh but dark souls 2 does a lot with nido um you don't see him at all but like there's there's extensive use of him more so than the witch or gwyn you know what i mean like he he probably has the biggest presence aside from maybe rising ruin seath um in in the game so do you want to go ahead and talk about you know if we could go in any direction you could talk about the old ones or you can talk about the rotten. You can talk about you know the connections to Galib, uh, the the god of disease. Or we could talk about the Milfinito and Brightbug. Like just go ahead, go crazy. Yeah, fine. Uh, um, to be honest, I think that uh, Dark Souls Two really brings a lot of uh, background for Mito, and it was my interest of the counter mainly comes from uh, how Dark Souls developed the character. So, starting with uh, the Rotten, uh, you're told by uh, Vedrick in his dialogue that 
soon the fire will fade and the souls of old will reemerge. Uh, in this case, I think when he refers to the souls of old, is uh, uh, is specifically talking about the the souls of the the souls of the of lords of uh, Dark Souls One. So, in this case, it will be uh, Nito, uh, Sif, Green, and the Witch of Isolate, respectively, as uh, the Rotten, Freja, uh, the Overrun King, and the Lost Sinner. Uh, because I think it's reasonable to assume that the souls uh, were re reincarnated uh, as evidenced by the all that one soul you find in the rotten uh, uh, you 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 loot from the rotten in mg plus i th i think the all that one all that one uh, very likely refers to nito which is uh, made even stronger when you consider uh, the pyrrhic soul which is an even more obvious uh, connection to sif in the case of Freja and things like this yeah i mean i you know, it's hard to discuss whether or not New Game Plus stuff is canon, but I would definitely say, like, if there's any New Game Plus that's canon, it would be DS2 because it so extensively adds to it. And um, especially with Bonfire Aesthetics, all you need to do is pop a Bonfire Aesthetics and you can get these souls. I don't... Perhaps not the event itself are canon. Like, it's not... You don't kill Nashandra. I don't think that Nashandra, for instance, is killed twice canonically in Dark Souls. But I think the drops of uh, uh, the the old ones dropping each uh, each uh, each uh, a sword of Lord, especially when you consider uh, Vendring dialogue, I think it is made very likely uh, that there are, there are um, they inherited the swords of the, the Souls of Lord from Dark Souls 1. Something that makes uh, the, this even more likely is if when you consider Fajr and Sif and uh, Tark, uh, Mad Scorpion Tark, who refers to his, uh, in his dialogue, uh, most likely to Sif, and he says uh, something like, uh, my master never dies, only changes form, so he may Sif for all eternity. Well, outside of the, of the pond, I think it's uh, uh, it uh, will uh, make it more likely. Uh, it will add to my uh, theory uh, that the souls can choose their vessel. At least the, the way it's worded would seem that uh, the reincarnation of Sif's soul chose uh, Freja as his new vessel. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, and I mean to add to that, Writhing Ruin is like the most explicit one to to uh, an old one. Um, b before New Game Plus, because also Shalquar also refers to the story of the Writhing Ruin as sort of like a fatal flaw, like an, an essential flaw that defined the person. And they had, uh, you know, they, they were envious and they became angry for all eternity. Um, stuff like that, where it's like you can clearly see the parallels. And then the New Game Plus stuff that emphasizes the sort of metaphorical connections, even if you don't consider them canon, you're supposed to think, uh, oh, okay, these two are similar, at the very least, if not the same. Um, yeah. And I think the Rotten, in particular, would probably be second place on most likely to be canonically um, a, a previous form of Nido, or like a newer form of Nido. Yeah. 
in the, by the way, I will talk about the water now. Uh, I think it, it also has that, uh, as you say, it will be like it will also fit for it to be the reincarnation of Nito when you consider that Nito was a pile of uh, skeletons and uh, the rotten is a pile of corpses essentially. So you can definitely see uh, some uh, corresponding Im imagery in this case. And uh, uh, yeah, and you don't have it listed, um, and I don't think it's as strong. But uh, do you think the Aldrich pile of uh, corpses also lines up with the Nito connections? Yeah, um, yeah, I think it has a corresponding imagery in the sense that uh, uh, Nito, uh, and perhaps even uh, it's kind of crazy to think about, but perhaps if Nito sells, shows his, uh, his vessel, uh, perhaps if he chose the the rotten because it, it was perhaps it was already like that. In, in, in fact, I think it was like that even prior to any potential uh, Nito's influence. The reason why I think that is because uh, in the art book, the uh, the commentator says something like uh, for the for the design of the rotten, you have to imagine that it was chained to a table of experimentation and uh, and it got up so uh, and, and you can see uh, the picture on the artbook which which are a board chain to a, to a table of experimentation and likely was uh, just thrown away on the gutter which is essentially a, a majula a trash can um when you say the word experiment in dark souls 2 you make me think of one person, and you make me think of Aldia. So, do you think Aldia did anything? Yeah, I think so. Uh, reason I think I think that well because Aldia is obviously associated with experiments and is just uh, probably the most influential character in Dark Souls Two. You can perhaps it's more of a passive influence, but you can see Emise Tata. Also appear in his uh, in Aldiaskip almost everywhere in the game, or things that are other things that are probably connected to Aldia as a as a character, and I think the the Orton is uh, uh, probably no exception to that because uh, the the table of experimentation I I've mentioned there are some you can see on the concept art. Of the Adiaskip, some that kind of uh, resemble the the table shown for the rotten. Uh, other reason I think that is because uh, you're told you you can see in the gutter uh, like uh, undead citizens and uh, hunting dogs that you find either in Adiaskip or in the Dragon area. Two two elements that are deeply associated with Adia. And also undeads, it wouldn't be uh, too uh, outlandish for Aldia to, I don't know, I don't necessarily know why, but to experiment undeads. In fact, you're told that, uh, uh, I think it's on the following weapon's description that uh, he, he fought to, he sought to overcome the curse and view the undead as a key to, the, to this mystery. So I think it, it is not completely, it is absolutely possible for Aldia to have messed with anything 
down uh, Magio, uh, down uh, that you can find down Magiola. Another thing I can I can uh, I cannot like to talk about are the Daxos Two Phantoms in uh, in uh, Daxos Two. Uh, me and Shumi enjoy trying to to find if they have any law, and uh, in the case. And there's a one uh, in particular that is uh, the Butcher Melinda, aka, uh, aka uh, Mildred uh, Dark, Souls du- Dark Souls 2 uh, edition, uh, that uh, if defeat- defeated in the gutter, uh, helps you uh, fight the ancient dragon, which is, a, which is a said to be an idea experiment according to his soul. Uh, the reason I think he helps you is part out of uh, revenge for everything in the gutter, if uh, Adia is uh, associated with that. You're told in the Blackstone Dagger description that sort of the, some of the more determined sort exiled in the gutter sought to scale the walls of the Forsaken Place and walk the Earth again, but failed, and wasted away mild and uh, misery and resentment. And I think the resentment would be the people responsible for the state of the gutter, and I think Aldia could be bl- blamed for that. If that makes um, sense. Um, yeah. Honestly, I think he's probably most likely culprit. The only other person in my mind that would probably be like I could point a finger at is probably Navlan, and yeah. I think there's some like, and obviously Navlan's connected to Aldia, but like there's definitely some like. I don't want to say timeline issues, but like I, I think there's some hoops to jump through. Yeah, I think it's you. You made a good point by mentioning Navland because you can find either Scope of Life or Darkstone, Darkstone, which are said to be uh, exes that belong to him uh, down somewhere down the the gutter or the Black Gulch. And by the way, uh, generally I'll talk about the, the gutter and the Black Gulch as if they were the same area because. For instance, in the Blackstone Dagger description, you're told that it was found deep inside the gutter in the Black Gulch, as a, which makes it sound like the gutter is essentially an extension for the Black Gulch. That makes sense. That yeah, that I, I don't think there's an argument there. <laughs> yeah, that, and uh, coming back to the rotten, something interesting is that uh, the you can see a single uh, body on his shoulder that seems to dictate his movement. Like, if he points at the player, the, the, the rotten will move forward. If it moves his arms around, the, the rotten will swing its butcher knife. And so there are some uh, uh, speculations about the, the entity that could be, if, the, if this body in particular could be anything, anyone uh, somewhat important. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to be somewhat special, but I kind of like the, the theory that it could be uh, the second king. The reason for, for that is that uh, you're, you, you see the rotten crafting uh, statues, the one that, that spits poison, and you can find them in Shulva, which is, uh, the, which is a place where the second king comes from, most likely. Uh, and Something peculiar about this, this statue is that if you look at Elana's, the Squally the Queen uh, concept art, she, her face really looks like the, the one depicted, depicted on the statues. I don't think it's a, a stretch to think so. 
Moholo, Deligan in his dialogue says that uh, the, the statues are, uh, are probably some old uh, uh, pagan custom. And uh, in uh, Sholva, the, the tree you find the, uh, there is often referred to as a pagan tree. So I think you can reasonably connect the two. And for this reason, I think it, uh, the, uh, the second king is a reasonable candidate, even though you can't theorize that it was just uh, eaten by Sif, uh, Sin. Well, sorry. well that, that tree thing, um, does that connect to the two invaders in Black Gulch as well, which uh, seem to be very woodland-based? I think uh, the, the two woodland uh, balls I not. I don't think they are necessarily as associated with Shova, but uh, I'm glad you you mentioned them, so I don't forget about them. Uh, is that uh, Gully and Vector? That's their name. Uh, could be uh, defending the the water. Uh, the, the, they invade basically when you whenever you approach the fog wall to the to the boss, and they each of them uh, will uh, use uh, sorry uh, the one of the a shield that depicts one of the uh, messenger of death, so Reeve and Orma, uh, which are said to be messenger of death. We don't know really anything about them, but there's the death imagery. And uh, something also interesting is that they each use the giant stone axe, which is made from the soul of the large giant. And there are uh, two uh, giants, which by the way could be well, no, no, I would have said that they could be another uh, part of uh, Adia's experiment who maybe have gotten away, I don't know. Uh, but uh, perhaps it is too much of, a, of an assumption to make. But, uh, um, well, this is just some uh, kind of neat de detail. And if you're going to talk about their origins, uh, it, I think uh, they could be from the Shaded Woods because it's the only place in the game that is referred to as woods and we're told that they are woodland children and uh, that and as I also wear the lion the lion warrior lion uh, warrior helm which uh, which are enemies you found in the shaded woods and thus could be and thus they could be found from the place as well that's that's interesting stuff and um did you did you want to keep talking about, um, like, for instance, why um, when you talk about, like, the torches in the gutter and how emphasis, like, you can make a parallel between that and the undead crypt where it's like it's one of the few places that's so dark you might need a torch and sort of it helps aggro the enemies, too. Yeah. Uh, the, the one thing interesting, well, the, the gutter is just underground and it's naturally dark. I don't necessarily think it is... A, intentionally a dark place but just because it is inside but perhaps if once again the souls of Nito could have chosen chose, uh, chosen sorry uh, a vessel that lies in a dark place but something interesting uh, is under a phantom that uh, invader which is a gutter denizen he uses the, the black tree the black witch stuff, which is uh, the same uh, stuff as the Ladya of Ladya witches you find in the undead crypt, and uh, he inv invades when you light up every single skull found down the gutter. So 
I think it could be it could be this this uh, it could also defend the dark the dark nature of the place much like the much like the finitals and the and uh, basically everyone uh, within the ended crypt it could abide by the symbol and by the way if you're gonna ask me why he cross dresses uh, like uh, Zolezovich I have no clue about that but uh, <laughs> But uh, you've so, got no lore for me there. Yeah, but uh, something interesting is that he uses the the black witch veil, which uh, gives uh, a tremendous amount of uh, of curse resistance, which is uh, and I think even makes you immune, to, basically immune to the curse affliction. And as I said I, uh, earlier, I think that Nito and his followers probably don't uh, approve the undead curse or the curse effect as a whole. I have the opportunity to to develop on that, I think. The, the, I think that's totally fair. Um, And, you know, the nice thing about the Shrine of Amana and the Milfinito, the Bright Bugs, and the whole singing thing in the Undead Crypt is these are much more concrete connections to Nito than the previous rotten thing. The rotten thing is sort of like two steps removed where you got to be like, well, the old ones reemerge or whatever. But this, they specifically refer to, you know, the first dead one uh, or first of the dead. Um, and sort of, it shows the motivations behind Nito and further develops the character. Um, did you want to talk about, for instance, anything else in the Shrine of Amana before we uh, go into the Undead Crypt itself? And, like, uh, sort of the yeah. grand scheme. Yeah, so the Milfanitos, well, for, for starters, you can see the etymology, the, the Nito part in Milfanito, which even uh, more strongly uh, cement the link. Also, the, they, are, they literally told you that the little ones, which are the bright bugs, most likely are uh, born from the great dead one, and that the, the great dead one talked them how to sing for the, de for the dead. Uh, the old shrine of the mana seems to be a place to appease the dead, and the Mirfanito even say that uh, the little ones, or so the bright bugs, uh, grant comfort to those who be deaf and dark. The association of deaf and dark is important when you consider the well the, the gutter the the ended crypt and also the tomb of giants because you're told that uh, from the skull lantern description in Dark Souls one that that it is the tomb of the giants is uh, Nito's light devouring domain. I think the the word light devouring is is important there. And uh, something else about uh, I think I, I tease you enough about uh, how. Uh, Oh, Nito wouldn't approve the curse, and I. And uh, one thing that called interdict is the very existence of the altar of Amana you can find here within the shrine, which is not uh, not something well known. But uh, whenever you, if if you even uh, come across the the altar and uh, happen to lack any human effigy in your inventory, uh, you can. Uh, uh, pray there and gain your human appearance and i think it's one in line with my theory that uh, nito uh, don't approve the curse something also another another hint about this is that the 
the staff of a mana used by the priestesses in the place scales negatively with uh, other wing. Uh, this is perhaps a weak connection, but I think uh, it's fit when you consider uh, how Nito killed uh, and how the place in general would not uh, approve the undead curse because, uh, uh, for instance, you need to be human to open uh, the the door that leads to uh, to the Vendrick armor and soul. Perhaps this is a, just a coincidence, but I think it's ki it kind of fits with everything else related in the place. And that's I think that's pretty much all I have to to say about uh, Amana. Yeah, um, do it's listed on here as sort of like the other stuff, and I don't think, I don't think there's a lot to tie. You could tie a little bit into the demon of song and the embedded and stuff, but I think we can just move on to the undead crypt if yeah. you want. And if that being said, how do you feel about you know, how do you feel about a place that is a salvation for uh, hollows and undead? And how do you feel about you know? You've said that Nido is against the undead curse. So is this sort of the way he circumvents it, or still provides a place of rest for them? Uh, I yeah, I think so because uh, the as you said and as told by the uh, description of Solapis, which is one of the lost miracles preserved in the undead crypt. Uh, the undead crypt is a place of rest for the living, and those afflicted by the curse. Can, can only pray, pray, pray sorry, to one day gain entrance, which which uh, perhaps was the case of Vendrick, which I think just leave, left his sword behind and just ventured through the, the crypt. And perhaps uh, a lot of other hollows, they, you can see plenty of people in the Dark Souls universe that want to, to die. And the... And the uh, undead curse will uh, prevent them from doing so. But uh, the, the the undead crypt, if it's truly a place of salvation from uh, all, for all those, it will be fit. And given all, they seem to worship death, as told by by uh, by Agdain. It, I I think it is well in a, just just one line was the idea that they want to to minimize the effect of the, the curse, especially when you consider how uh, Agdain uh, says that uh, the death is a privilege and an embrace that uh, perhaps all those don't get to, to enjoy. Yeah, I mean, it, near the end when you, I think it's when you kill Vendrick and he gives you the items, he says, you know, you're, you live a cursed path and I hope you find your, you know, your rest. Yeah. And uh, it's sort of a wishful thing. He doesn't, he doesn't seem to harbor ill will until you bring a, a light into the area, which is a rookie mistake. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, that being said, talking about the Finito in general, do you think they all serve Nito, or do you think it's just a race he created? And do you think um, everyone else with blue skin is a Finito? Like, do you think Dark Lurkers a Finito? Uh, yes, I think so. I developed already, so I think that 
uh, are doing well. It says it's a finito and say we with death and watch over the death. This task was granted to me by the one who gave us the first death. He most likely uh, refers to Nito here. And, uh, and I think the, the grave wardens uh, fall into the, the category of, uh, of, a, fini of a finito and, uh, and they are said to, to really ugly respect death and to, to make sure it is respected uh, in the, within the ended script as told by the, by the, uh, with, uh, by the description of their weapons. And uh, I don't necessarily think that uh, all blue-skinned people are, uh, are finito per se, because for instance, you're told that the Lady Apostles, well, if they are called as such, and they were at odds at the fin with the finito at some point because they apparently misused death. And yet the Lady which is also have a blue skin, so I'm not sure, uh, perhaps because it is said that they were slaughtered. Uh, and uh, as a result, they, uh, their, skin, but, uh, their skin were became blue, but they were denied a peaceful death because they have sinned against the, against the crypt and the peaceful nature of the crypt. Uh, However, uh, and uh, other character with uh, blue skin include the Dark Locker, which uh, I think could be related perhaps with that gain or with the, the Finito. Uh, first of all, it, you see on the altar of a manor, uh, uh, one of the figures is uh, formed as four arms, and I can't think of any other character in the Death universe that has. That is uh, that has four arms as well. It also has a, a hood that uh, resembles uh, the the one from the Lady of Pyromancers in the Undead Crypt. Prior to the, uh, and I think in cut content, it is uh, revealed that he was supposed to to fight uh, alongside Navlan against the player, perhaps as a as a gang boss. And it and uh, uh, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, his uh, internal name uh, is uh, Agdane Stand. So which would lead me to believe that uh, he and Navlan, who also has a blue skin by the way, uh, could uh, have a, a fight together in the behalf of Agdane, or just just serve the same purpose as him at some point. That's really interesting, and I mean, I think, I think Navlon's a completely other topic that you can dedicate an entire podcast on, yeah, or something. But Dark Lurker, in contrast, has so little content that the very little nuggets are pretty much all you can get. And I think Dark Lurker being a finito is one of the strongest interpretations of Dark Lurker because, yeah, man, there's there's not much there for him. Yeah. Um, that being said, um. Did you want to talk about the the rest of the NPCs in, or like the rest of the enemies in the Undead Crypt, or did you feel like you covered most of it? As uh, as far as the Apostles and the Imperious Knights go, they they are characters that invaded the crypt and regret it because they they fucked up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they disturbed the rest. Yes, you mentioned uh, Oberon Galib, and there's the the I I know that you don't pass. Uh, don't really believe in the ID, but I think it is not necessarily for Galib himself, but for some of the uh, Dark Souls 2 gods to be uh, essentially the same as uh, Dark Souls 1, but, uh, Dark Souls 1 gods, 
but uh, I think I think Galib being Nito is one of the strongest uh, ones for that. Like the strong one of the stronger theories is Galib being Nito because of the heavy disease uh, connections. Yeah, that, that um, but something that uh, that uh, could be uh, an hindrance to this uh, theory. So I'm kind of neutral on Nito being Galib because. Basically, you're told there that Nito's name was forgotten, but and yet uh, his name is referred to as I don't know the old dead one, the first of the dead, the great dead one, and uh, during the same era is uh, also referred to as uh, Galib, which is a bit peculiar. Another thing that called uh, that called uh, uh, take the that could be an endurance for the theory. Is that uh, it is uh, said to it is said that uh, the lady which is apostles which worship Galib, uh, well, were slaughtered or, or invoked the ire of the Fenitos, which would oh, worship see, yeah, that, the that same would be person. a conflict of interest. Then. Yeah. Yeah, but well, this is something that happens in real uh, in real life as well. Sometimes you have two factions that worship the same gods, but don't agree on all the all uh, on the principles. The motives, yeah. So that makes sense, though. Case. Yeah, and definitely. Um, did you, I? I have a personal question here. I I don't think we're gonna be able to get to all of the rest of the stuff on this. We'll we'll go over the last section of notes in a bit. The only other small thing about the crypt I need to know is what do you have? On the nameless usurper. Yeah, uh, this one is a, a bit peculiar because she, or I think it is fair to assume that the nameless usurper is Lichel or of Limbelt. Uh, but uh, something a bit peculiar is that you don't drop the the uh, the cracked orb you and which uh, allows you to invade Lichel when you kill the nameless usurper. Instead, instead. You loot it from a corpse or a, or a chest. I don't remember, but uh, this could be a bit pe peculiar. Uh, my uh, interpretation for this is perhaps the Alicia, uh, aka the nameless usurper, don't want you doesn't want you to perhaps discover their misdeeds or uh, or uh, simply uh, well. Call or what they could have done, and uh, which would be in this case uh, killing the someone who's in the crypt, and would be the the corpse of the of the, who left the crushed iron, which allows you to invade. It will work the same way as uh, Lothrak and uh, Rosa, uh, as Anastasia and uh, Rosaria in Dark Souls One and Three, respectively. You get the from the the corpse of the victim. Uh, the the item that allows you to invade uh, to invade uh, the the traitor essentially, and perhaps that makes sense. This this yeah. one was yeah. a victim. And, and and I mean the big thing about it is is like let's let's assume the other way. Let's assume nameless usurper is not Lissy of Lin, uh, Lindelt. Um, I don't know what other conclusions you can possibly make about why you have a revenge story against Lysia and what the Nameless Usurper's storyline would be. You know what I mean? It's sort of one of those things where it's like, if it's not this, what else could it be? You know? Yeah, I've, I, I haven't thought about this because I, I'm pretty... 
adamant, I would say, on Mr. Binder and the Surgeon, especially since I think it has been made even more uh, uh, likely in Scholar of the First Sin, because uh, in Vanilla Darsos 2, even if you killed the Lycia only dealt, the nameless usurper will still invade you. Well, which is a which might be irrelevant when you consider that uh, uh, time is convoluted, etc. But but, but, uh, but the I fact that they changed that in they changed that yeah in the in Scar of the first scene. So and 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 basically Lysia telling you that you uncovered her or uh, puzzled her out to me is like a, a confession but uh, if she wasn't then I think my theory could still hold that in the sense that uh, uh, the corpse on which you find the crushed iron was one of Lysia's victims and you you give your revenge the this uh, unknown person to um, and I mean this. This may be a this may be a minor connection here or whatever. But I mean, she is a cleric, and cleric exploring, you know, a catacombs connected to Nido, to me at least makes sense. So like, no matter what, I think the crushed eye connects, and you don't necessarily need nameless usurper's name on it. Um, I I guess let's take a couple steps back and sort of wrap up here. Um, we're we're a little over time. Um. There's a lot of associations we have with death. You know, death is peaceful, but also death is dark. Death yeah. is cold. And there's a sort of duality between um, the two, or b between the four souls, right? Um, there's, yeah. there's sort of a thing there. Did you want to touch on anything in particular out of the notes we have left here that you're like, I have to say this before I leave? Yeah, the last part is uh, more thematical, and I think is. Uh... It's kind of interesting, but I try to be quick. So, uh, death, uh, Nito's predict death may sound like something uh, like he is evil, but he, and yet you have uh, plenty of characters that express their will to die, such as, I don't know, Anastasia, uh, Solden, uh, Johan, and plenty of characters that die by the end of their quest, perhaps because they choose to do so. Uh, once they fulfill their the task, such as Ceres, for instance. And uh, the reason why is, uh, to me, is because, well, on the on Agden skills, you're told that uh, life is uh, suffering, and uh, that, and also the, that, uh, on the contrary, uh, that uh, death will be associated with uh, peace. Like, uh, the dying words of uh, Soldan say that he will have peace, and... Uh, Velager, the ch chancellor in, in Grand Lakes Castle, uh, says that uh, um, the queen brought peace to the to the land, a peace so deep, so deep it was like the dark. And uh, you're even being told that uh, uh, by the description of a dark great sword and uh, dark uh, and the whisper of despair that the dark is tranquil and uh, and uh, completely fine. And on the other hand, you're told that uh, by Agdane that uh, light only agitates, uh, which is uh, which I think is a uh, clever. Assuming this is not a mistranslation, uh, choice of words when you when you're told that the dark is is uh, peaceful, tranquil, and brings closure. 
which is also supported by uh, Odric and his, uh, co his uh, covenant in Dark Souls 3, where he, see, he, see, he says that the, the dead will be your, your family, eventually, and, uh, and uh, overall, and uh, also the locust, the dialogue of, of the locust, that uh, Dark uh, brings closure, which I, I think uh, follows the same idea. And uh, the light, on the other hand, would would simply agitate because because uh, light is probably very strongly associated with life, as told by the description of uh, of uh, the the sunlight blade in Dark Souls Two, which uh, said something like the sun brings everything uh, life of everything upon the earth, and the sun is very is very uh, often associated with with wind. With the wind, whose offer was even uh, re referred directly as the sun in uh, in the description of uh, sacred oath in uh, Dark Souls Three, then uh, you are also told that that uh, if you uh, that uh, according to Aldia, well, at least this is my interpretation of uh, Aldia and uh, Agdane dialogue that. Uh, the green is responsible for the undead curse, which was uh, was uh, put upon the humans, as told by the description of the ring knight. And you're being told that souls, aka the source of life, and the, the curse are the same, uh, according to Shanalot, to the king's ring, and to the bow of wands. And and the, there you have the duality between light. Uh, uh, light, life, and uh, and heat with uh, dark, death, and cold, and this is why I think there will be a conflict of uh, interest between Nito and his followers and the gods. And speaking of which, uh, I was uh, referring to how light could bring, could uh, disturb the peace of the dark and uh, of the abyss in general, which, because I believe. That uh, the abyss is uh, could be an afterlife for the humans when you consider the the dialogue of the of the locust preacher and uh, the cut dialogue of uh, cut dying line of uh, Carla in Dark Souls Three. I I definitely think there's there's a lot to that, especially when you consider you know the locust dialogue talks about you know endings and sort of like closure and all of that, and plus like. You look at like Manus, for example, and you see like a peaceful, a peaceful creature who has been agitated by the sort of resurfacing of uh, of of light, light breaking into the cave, and yeah. sort of old wounds festering, and he sort of becomes volatile. Uh, dark is volatile when it interacts with light. Yeah, I, I think this is exactly what uh, Agdane means when when he says light agitates and. Why the, the the dark when they are, they are so insistent of uh, light being kept away? It is uh, well, and since you seem to buy that uh, the abyss could be an afterlife, and I think it's also well in line with uh, the places related to Nito, which are mainly the, the tomb of the giants and the uh, and that crypt, both places where uh, light is not. Uh, well perceived. You're even told in the Skullantern description that uh, Nito's domain is light devouring, 
and you can see that uh, the undead crypt will be also hostile to cler clerics or being of light. For instance, I think Velstadt was uh, the cleric whose uh, soul was uh, corrupted by the undead crypt. It is even strongly hinted that it is the case in his uh, in the description of his uh, armor. That's that, that's really good. Um, let me ask you, I guess, uh, the final the final bits here. Um, do you do you want to talk about when since we mentioned cold? Um, did you want to talk about the painted world one last time and sort of drive the point home, or do you feel like you've accomplished that? Well, it is a really small note that you in the Dark Souls One introduction you have the duality, which I think are associated with one another, like heat and cold. Life, uh, life and death, and light and dark, and I don't know if I can explain it well, but it's like uh, one side against opposed to the other, like light, uh, that light, like uh, dark is associated with a uh, with a uh, um, death and cold because uh, you're told that, that the painter wants to draw a dark, cold, and gentle place, as well as the. Uh, Guinevere, who, who, t who, taught, who tells you that uh, uh, if the, the fire is, isn't linked, uh, everything will be uh, frigid dark or something along those lines. And uh, on the other hand, you have uh, green, the light, life, and uh, who is associated with uh, the sun and with the fire, which are both naturally so sources of uh, light and warmth but uh, in the in real life and in dark souls if that makes sense that does make sense um did you have any final thoughts to wrap up with or do you think that's do you think that's good i think i think we could just bring you back on for a discussion of a larger aspect of the abyss or some of the notes we never touched on like uh sort of maybe new londo londor uh, Aldrich, all of that stuff. I think we can do in a later podcast. Yeah, I've, I would be interested in doing that. And if I have anything else to add to today's uh, podcast, I would say that uh, Nito's good. <laughs> Nito's my favorite too. I, he, there's not a lot that he fucked up on. There's not a lot of moments where I go, man, Nito's a fucking asshole. You yeah. know what I mean? It's more yeah. just like a, a respect. Yeah, I've, I think so. It's the idea of uh, death being desirable and him spreading it, I think it's intentional of him on his part. Uh, at least I like to think so. And even if it wasn't, well, it, uh, it seems to please people. So, you know. <laughs> well, uh, thanks again, Wenders, for being here. This was Wenders, and I am Bro. Um, this is the TNS podcast, and I would like to thank all for listening. Um, it was good to have you. And, um, uh, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. No, no problem. And uh, we'll see you next time if there is a next time. Uh, bye, better. everybody. It better be. <laughs>